again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, Allie. Nice to be with you, sir. Yeah, and nice to be with you always, Dwayne. It's great to have you here with me in my uh, in my home office, you know, uh, for, for us to chat, and we get to talk to all of our friends out there who are listening to our uh, blog and our, you know, our, our, our Instructor School Owner Talk uh, series. Yeah, and we're on our third call, uh, third and final call, uh, with regards to infrastructure in your school. Um, and I just want to remind everybody, if you have not listened to the first one and the second one about infrastructure, um, it, it would be vitally important. Not that you need those two calls in order to listen to this one, but this is a, the uh, the third part, and um, it's great to build the third part of the infrastructure, but without the first two, well, the third part really isn't going to help you all that much. So go make sure you go right. back and and uh, listen to both of those calls. But uh, any anything you want to say about the first and second before we move into the third part of the infrastructure? Well, not not totally. But the one thing I will say is I totally agree with you 100% on um, you know not jumping ahead and just listening to this call. You know you can listen to it, but there's going to be some things that we, maybe we've talked about on call two and call one. Uh, going backwards that are probably going to be pretty integral to the you know growth of your school and uh, and putting this mindset together so to speak and understanding it yeah and it's just like we do with our students we don't teach them the most complicated things first we teach them the basics first and then moving into intermediate advanced and what have you and the same principles apply with regards to running our business we have to have the basics in check um, and I, I hate to use the word basics because I think, um, you know, a lot of times we as school owners shut down our minds when we hear that going, yeah, yeah, I know what the basics are. Um, and you know what? To be quite honest with you, I think you would agree with this. Most school owners know the basics. But right. the question is, are they, are they really doing the basics? I mean, how many times have you coached someone that says, oh, yeah, yeah, I already know that? But then when you ask yeah. them to produce well, or, it for you and show you. No, I was going to say, or even better, I already do that, right? Yes. Yes. And then when you ask them to produce it or show you, it is not what you are speaking about, or it's only a portion of what you were speaking about, or they thought they were actually doing it in their business and they weren't. And so yeah. I, I wish I had a better term for basics, but that, that's what we're going to call it, right? Or a mutated version of it that, and then they're, they're disheartened with it because it's not working for them, right? So, I mean, the greatest thing, and I talk about this on a lot of my stuff that I sell on my website, like the different package kits, like, you know, Retail Wonderland or um, Referral of a Lifetime or whatever those things are. And I say it clearly. In fact, I had a friend of mine just recently, I, I gave it to him as a gift, and he said to me, yeah, I know, I watched your video, and you said uh, not to change it, but I changed everything. I'm like, why? Why would you change? It's just martial artists need to put their stuff on. They want to be the guy who, you know, it's theirs. They didn't borrow it from me. It's not Ali Albrigo's thing. It's, a, it's Ali Albrigo's idea with their final touch and changes and tweaks, et cetera. Yeah, and you just, you know, the round wheel is the round wheel, and uh, you can't change it to a, a square and expect it to work the, the same way. You just can't. Although, although I have to say that is not true. They actually just reinvented the square wheel, and I saw it on Shark Tank. They actually have a square wheel that rolls better. No joke. I'm not making this up. Go to Shark Tank and watch it. That rolls better than the round wheel. 
It's an interesting... And so is that... I was going to say, is that... Uh, uh, do you have to get up to a certain uh, speed in order for it to roll better? No, no, actually. Uh, no, and it's a real bumpy ride, right? No, um, no it actually yeah. is the way it's... And I don't know the terminology... But there's a wave, and they actually took the square sound wave, and they looked at it, and the diagram of what a sound wave looks like on paper, and they recreated it into a wheel. It's actually literally square, but the way it's shaped makes it round. And I don't know exactly how to explain this, but if you check it out on Shark Tank, they say it's faster. It rolls down, down and uphill quicker than any other wheel that would roll. Um, it doesn't get caught. They're using it on skateboard wheels right now, and then they're using it on strollers and, um, and uh, carts and things like that. And uh, it's, they, it's pretty amazing. It was insane to see this thing. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so, so, yeah, so the wheel is square. But, I, I, you know, not to, not to divert back to go away from it. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, I change. I change. I say triangle. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So, but anyway, so I mean, I think that let's jump right in, Dwayne. I mean, we have so much to say. Um, we're only gonna, we're going to try to keep this to a 30-minute call so that's not overwhelming for people. So let's talk about the next uh, part that we think is so important. Yeah, the next part of the infrastructure, um, and, and remind everybody real quickly, we're, we're moving from knowing and defining uh, what your uh, testing cycle with regards to the belts and moving into the phone call and and what have you. Now, now that they're a student, we we can't stop uh, there. Meaning that once they're a student, we don't just uh, rely on uh, the floor to take care of everything. Although this is that's the 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 the, the next part or a part of the next part of the infrastructure. Meaning you have. You know, what's going to be happening out on the floor with your lessons and lesson plans and instructors making sure and storm team members or leadership team members making sure that they know what they're doing and how they're doing it or make sure that you know what you're doing and how you're doing it and how to motivate um, and disguise repetition. And then also the communication that needs to make sure that's happening between you and the student and you and the parents if this is, if the student is a, is a child. So that's where your whole welcome uh, packages come into play with regards right. to communicating the school policy with your uh, instructor, excuse me, with your uh, students and their parents. Also, um, you know, how to overcome objections. You know, even though it's after the sale, there's still objections that will occur. We all know that at some point our, our student body, they're going to want to quit at some point, one point or, I mean, very seldom do you have students that never ever want to quit now you'll have some that won't quit when they feel that they want to but everybody or i would say almost everybody goes through that cycle so that's where and again this is basic don't shut off when we say this because it's vitally important but that's where your 246 call 246810 call uh structure uh begins and but it doesn't end there because your relationship with your students doesn't end there. So after the 10 weeks or what have you, you still need to have um, things and systems in place that are strategically following up with your students um, on a, uh, you know, on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis to be checking in to making sure that you, you have, um, you know, you have them engaged in your service and in your Products. Before we start diving into some of those, anything you want to add, Allie? 
Well, well, we, we keep saying basic, and, and, you know, it's interesting because basic is really not basic. Um, you, know, you know, even if we look at just martial arts, and this is a perfect analogy, we look at the martial arts in general, and we look at the actual concept of performing a technique. You know, a brand new person walks through the door, they might not be able to walk, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. And then eventually they're able to perform basic balance and kicking drills, right? And then they throw punches and they start to learn how to block, etc., etc. Those are all the basics, right? But then they move forward, and no matter what they do from this moment forward, will always encompass those movements. So are they basic? Not really. And that's the problem with, I think, martial arts school owners is sometimes they're always looking <coughs> for that next best, and we say this all the time, that next best shiny object that is, you know, something that they're going to be able to plug in that works better. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm working with a client right now who has uh, his website with us. And, um, you know, he's, he hasn't been getting a huge amount of responses from the site, but he's only been up and running for about a month and a half, and he's gotten about 15 leads. Out of the 15 leads, 10 of them showed up. Five of them signed up. So I, he, his, of course, the most important thing to him is, well, I need to get way more leads. If I could triple the amount of leads, I'll get 15 signups, right? The same old, same old dilemma. So I say, hey, why don't we do a coaching call, and why don't we learn how to convert a larger amount of leads, um, basic sales, right, and so that your 15 leads turn into nine instead of five. Now, if you know those they then become the advanced because as you start bringing in more leads, you're signing up and converting more anyway, right? So out of every, let's say, 15, now you're signing up 10 um, versus signing up 5, and, and you keep bringing in those amount of leads. Look how much quicker your school will grow. So I think sometimes people forget that without basic understanding, and I'm reading a great book that I recommended to you by Rob Kiyosaki, which, um, you know, to me is all about the basics, all about business, but they call it business education, right? And Kiyosaki talks about, you know, it's called the, the book is The Unfair Advantage. Um, we talked about it last week. And, um, and uh, anyway, it's all about business education. It's all about knowing how to work for money or make, make your money work for you, not work for the money. And I think next week we'll go over a call about that. I, I have some really cool things that you, you and I talked about that we could work on with our clientele and friends about, you know, the art of money, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, back to infrastructure. I know that it intertwines because it's, it's, in, it's incorporated with it. But um, – we're, you're right with regards to the fact that we as school owners just think on a, on a, a one plane level um, and you introduce the fact that, you know, hey, yeah, you're, you're getting 15, 10 come in, five sign up, and that's your numbers. And we need, do need to know our numbers. But the question then is, you know, let's not be satisfied with our numbers. Let's improve on our numbers. Can we improve on our numbers? And when you find out, I mean, just <clears> – <throat> just for us with regards to having this in our phone script, um, not waiting until the sale to ask for a referral, but actually saying, hey, you know, you're, you, you've got this VIP pass that you're coming in for two weeks free. Um, you know, most of our students find that if they train with a, a friend or a family member, and if it's an adult we're talking to or a coworker, um, you know, that they actually, you know, enjoy the training even more. Does, you know, if I'm talking to a parent, it would be, now, does, uh, does Johnny have a, you know, a, a brother or a sister or a, a cousin or a friend that he would like to, 
uh, you know, invite in, and we'll go ahead and give him that uh, VIP pass too, so that Johnny's friend could have two weeks free. So we're asking right. for that on the phone call, which that just that one little thing, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, just that one uh, sentences that you have to ask in order to to get that out can change your numbers over time dramatically. Where now right. as uh, he was getting, you know, 10 people to come in, now let's say, yes, he's still getting those 10 people to come in, but um, out of every 10 that you ask this to, let's say two decide to do it, well, now you have 12 people that right. uh, come in. And then if you work on your sign-up process and how that, that whole your optimal sales system, well, then when you work on that, now you have 12 people to convert as opposed to 10. And the cool right. thing is, here's the other nice thing about it, is you didn't spend any extra money advertising right. getting those other 12. Right. <laughs> or getting those other two, excuse me. So yeah. um, anyhow, that's part of, you know, that's, that's, part of that, uh, that's part of that infrastructure is making sure that you know how to um, – how to do that and bring it when you have your current students and they're already students of yours, you've got your two, four, six, eight, ten week calls, but you know, what happens after that? Or, and I know we don't have time on this call to go into what needs to be happening, like specifically uh, every little thing on every call. Cause I know that, you know, in, in our coaching programs, we actually give out the, 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 the exact same things that we do in the two, four, six, eight, you know, 10 week calls. But I will just say this, that, Basically, you want to what you want to do in those is obviously build a rapport with your student body. Second is you want to overcome objections before they're ever objections. A good salesperson will do that. A good marketer will do that, meaning that we all know that somebody's going to quit or want to quit at some point in time, and we need to make sure that the parent is educated so that when that happens, they go, "Oh, you know, I got a letter from Shihan that said, uh, you know." that this was going to happen and, uh, right. now I, and now and now it's happening. Now I know how to handle it. And he also said that, you know, if I ever need to contact him about this, that to go ahead and do it. And so I, I think I'm going to do it. And so I, I just throw that as an overview of what the, 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 the two, four, six, eight, 10 week calls should be. One, uh, building the reports with the report with the students and the parents. Uh, but then two is overcoming objections before they ever happen. And then three would be pre-framing them for things to come, i.e., uh, if there is a an up, uh, you know, an, a higher level program or programs that he, that they eventually can get into, you want to pre-frame them for those programs. Um, right. I can I can go on, but do you what, what do you do you have anything you want to add? No, no, I I, I like it. I, I think you know that's exactly where we should be going and and getting the listener to to hear that, uh, you know, it's about having this stuff set out, and, and I want to call it like a diagram for success or, you know, a system as we call it. Um, however, uh, it, it needs to be thought about ahead of time so that you're not always playing catch-up or forgetting and going, damn, if I only would have called that person or if I only would have told them this or I only would have did that, it's got to be set up in a way where you know what to do and, and it gets done automatically or, or you know that it's in your workload funnel and you take care of it. Right, exactly. And so then, you know, the next question is after 
the the tenth week or what have you. And most schools by that time, either if they are on, on an eight week testing cycle or on a twelve week testing cycle or what have you. I mean, usually I would say most schools are doing the first test within the within the the the, the second or third month. Then your next series of uh, follow ups need to be happening now. As, as time goes on, I don't, you don't have to um, have as many touches um, because you're starting to build an even better rapport in the classroom with the individuals and the parents and what have you, too. So I'm, I'm not saying that every two weeks uh, for the rest of their life that you need to be calling them on the phone and, and sending them letters and what have you. But um, I think it's important that after their first belt testing, then you need to have a next, the next series of information, the next series of points of, of, of touching them to, um, you know, make sure that you still have that relationship with them. And so how you can do that, obviously, you know, through emails, through literature um, that they can get access to, uh, through your newsletter uh, every single month if you have a newsletter of communication with them, through the events that you do at your school that include um, maybe just them, meaning that you only have, you know, every three months you're maybe you're on a rotating cycle where you only have a, uh, um, a an event that is just for the beginner class. Like for us, we have, you know, beginners, intermediate, advanced, junior, black belt, and black belts and what have you. But, you know, so that only includes the beginners so that they, you know, feel special and it's only, you know, it's just for them. Um, so you, and then once they go to their second uh, testing. You know, there needs to be touch points from to help them get from their second to third testing. And part of that is into the, is actually in, or I believe anyway, it should actually be inside of your curriculum, inside of your um, classes with your class planner uh, that, so that way it'll, it'll, um, you don't have to do everything from the office. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot or some of that is actually happening on the floor, which it should. I would say, you know, by that time, you know, when they've been with you over six months, a year, uh, a lot of the a lot of this stuff is happening via the floor. Um, but you still strategically could, need to be. Yeah. Yeah. If I interrupt you, there, don't lose your train of thought, though. Um, so, so the one thing that I think though that is missed, and it's even missed in my school to some extent, is when we start to think like, okay, they've been with us for quite some time. They kind of get it. Um, we have to remember that people forget quite quickly. You know, they, they forget that little Johnny came in and he wouldn't let go of his mom's leg and he was shy and afraid and timid and now he's out leading the class and uh, now he, you know, he's getting bored and he doesn't want to come anymore and the parents are going, okay, well, I'm not going to force him, you know, because they forget how beneficial it was to him in the first quarter of his life. Now we want to see how good it is. Like I just had a girl, uh, I, she lives right around the corner from me, so I drive by her house every day and every day I drive by her house, I'm reminded, so talented, one of my black Black belt young girl started with me at like six years old. She's 16 now, and, and she left. She's busy with school. She's in travel this and travel that on school sports, and, and they stopped. And I tried to get to them and say, hey, listen, you know, don't forget. If she keeps going, she'll be that much more powerful of a woman when she grows up, that much more confident. And uh, so we do have to always constantly reiterate, remind, and, and reevaluate a person's desire for why they're at the school. And that, that's what we do, what we call parent meetings, where we'll sit, you know, six months or 
or five months prior to their renewal, making sure that we recalculate their goals, we, we spot check what's going on, we want to know what the parents' opinion, the kids' opinion, and we keep them in the desire, in the note, you know, the, the reason why they want to be there and, and keeping on going. Does that make sense? Well, it certainly does. It's, you know, it's uh, where you sit down and ask them, yeah, I, or, or you bring up the fact, because, like, we ask, we have a questionnaire that we ask certain questions when they're enrolling um, yeah. or they're even doing the trial. And so inside of that, that's where, we number one, we revisit that when we do the sign-up process. But then, two, is, of course, we're revisiting that when we're getting to, for us, our upgrade program, the leadership program that happens anywhere from the, uh, you know, ninth to 12th month, somewhere in there is, you know, when they're, moving forward with the next with the next level so I, I i you know i always bring up that back with them with regards to i look at their sheet because of course we scan everything we put it in a folder on our computer and so actually it's actually in dropbox it's not really housed on our computer but anyways um you know I, we look i look back at that so i know exactly why they had signed up little johnny prior too, so I can go over that and, and then talk about his future and the things that they're looking for up to black belt, you know, for him to accomplish then too. So I, I, then we document that, uh, which is vitally important so that you, when you have your next parent meeting or, you know, parent meetings, you're able to actually talk intelligently with them and, and they will understand and go, okay, man, yeah, he's really, you know, cares about us. And you should, I mean, you, you genuinely should, it's not a, a ploy. Uh, you genuinely, you know, should be understanding and knowing what every student's needs are to the best of your ability. You're not going to remember everything, um, but yeah. to the best of your ability, you need to be doing that. And understanding, too, that, you know, complacency breeds contempt, right? So when people become accustomed or complacent with your school, your facility, what you do, who you are, whatever the case may be, um, they start to recalculate in their mind. It's just human nature. It's almost like, you know, okay, we live in a jungle and we're fearful of the snakes and the tigers and the, and the bats and the poison spiders. But, um, you know, five, six years goes by, we've never had a problem. We stop looking for them everywhere. We step and then, bam, we get killed. I mean, that's a really just a silly analogy. But at the same time, complacency is what happens in our school is parents forget, students forget where they were when they came the loyalty that they have, what their goals were, because maybe they were fat, now they're skinny. Maybe they were out of shape and now they're not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And now they start looking at it from, and, and why, why shouldn't they, from a different perspective, from a more confident perspective, from, a, you know, that. So anyway, so going back over that, parent meetings, reminding them of all that, that's very, very important. And I agree with you 100%. That's definitely a powerful thing. So we're, we're taking them from what you're saying is, you know, we started off, we did the sale, we signed them up, we got them in, we got better at sales, we signed up more, we then take them through this process, we do the 246810 we calls or we do a few automated emails and, and we stay in communication and pay, possibly doing, you know, renewal or uh, eventual parent meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and upgrades and getting them into a higher level, have a higher, higher level program. The other thing is, Oh, did I lose you? Or how, however you want to call them, educational sessions or what have you. Those should be strategically designed, I believe, to make an impact on your students, to educate them 
on not quitting um, and, 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 and in such a way that they, they, they and the parents that are listening know that this is valuable information. And you're right. People forget quickly. We have to be reminded. We, you know, our clients have to be reminded weekly that, you know, why they're there because all you need is, you know, one class for them to tell you, uh, one bad experience, one time for their kid to say, well, I don't want to do it anymore, and, and that's all it takes. And so they have to be prepared uh, with the answer. And then not only that, you've got to be the one to, to, to give them that answer. And part of that is, like we said before, all the other stuff, but then also the, the mat chats that are happening on the floor that need to be strategically designed to help you in that process um, as well. So that's part of this infrastructure. I And, and I... And I want to bring this out that you know you can have uh you don't have to do it every single test but um it may not be a bad idea but you can have essays written in order to go to tests and part of those essays can can you know relate to the or should relate to the students training and their progress and their feelings about it so that way when you read them they you know that also gives you some great insight on the person um, you know, with regards to their training as well. So, for instance, I know we have um, different essays that have to be written at different times in the training, and those are strategically placed at certain uh, parts in the training that we feel are um, more sticking points than others. And, and if you were to go back and look, and I know that we do this with schools when we coach them, but, you know, if you go back and you look at where your highest population of dropouts are, you probably can – uh, correlate that or relate that to a couple of different factors. One, you know, the the uh, the information that's being taught at that time could be boring, uh, you know, or it or the present, you know, how it's presented could be boring or what have you. Two is they've been with you a certain period of time, and that just seems to be the uh, the time of the of of their life cycle that you know they are having a rough time. It could be there's no communication at that level where there was more, maybe more communication that was happening prior to that. Or in some cases, I know some schools that when they move up to, let's say, from intermediate to advanced, it's a totally different teacher. And, you know, you're finding that a lot of the advanced students, when they're moving into that advanced class within the first, you know, three months, six months cycle or what have you, you're losing a lot of them. Uh, It could actually be the instructor who is ruining that for you. So there's so many things that come into play. We just have to be careful as, uh, and I'm getting, you know, a little uh, philosophical here, but we have to be careful as owners not to just look at everything as a a straight line. Um, I like your analogy when you talk about the – the spider web, because every single web is interconnected. And so, you know, we've broken up these calls into, you know, part one, part two, part three, but they all intertwine. They're all super important. Um, and I think if you, and I, I maybe this would wrap up the call really well, unless you have anything else to say, would be, and I know we've shared this before, but I think this is the perfect time, is your story with regards to, uh, your student, your former student, Tomcat, because I think oh, yeah. how you had to evolve with teaching Tomcat is, I, I think, the story that we need with regards to this part of the infrastructure. 
Yeah, and you have a good memory, Dwayne, so thanks. I appreciate that. Well, well, anyway, for everybody who's listening, yeah, I had this, and, and you know, it's a long time ago, 1991, when he started in my school, and uh, he was this little five-year-old kid, and his name was Tomcat, you know, Tom, well, he wanted to be called Tomcat. Um, you know, and him and his brother Rick came to my school, and, and they trained forever. They moved from one low, small location to the big location. Um, and then, you know, I said, hey, Tomcat, come over here. And he's like, no, uh, you know, my name is uh, Tommy. I want you to call me Tommy. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's getting a little older. He wants to be no more Tomcat. That's too babyish, right? And then, then you know, a year or two went down, and, uh, you know, then he was uh, Thomas. And then, then he became Tom. And now, now uh, you know, he's. I just saw him, geez, maybe about a year ago online at the bank, and he's officer, police officer, you know, Tom Ogburn, you know. So, he, you know, I, like it's amazing at how he, uh, you know, he's grown and his name changed and his mindset changed and the hats that I wore changed and the way I interacted with him changed. You know, I wasn't down on one knee high-fiving him and making goofy statements anymore. I went down to, you know, uh, wanting to teach him gun techniques and how to survive in the real world, and then he became a police officer. And, you know, so the evolution of our student changes. So if we treat them all the same way, um, you know, they're, they're going to go stagnant and they're going to quit. And that's why I think also the parent meetings are important, not only to set goals with the kids, but also to get the parents and remind them and set goals with them that we haven't done our job yet. You know, yeah, yeah, we, we may have accomplished what you originally set out to accomplish and learn. However, we're not done. We have way more to teach. You know, that's why staying with a martial art teacher for a lifetime could literally change your life. Even if the learning stops technically, the physical techniques or maybe the, uh, you know, the Don level movements, just being in the belt for year after year after year. And one of my students just recently asked me, like, what do you do now, Shihan? What do you do to train? You know, what is it that you're doing? What's your goals? What are you working on? And I said, my goals basically are to make all my students amazing, to build a legacy, to be able to be happy to be able to delve into the spirit world a little bit more. But, but at the same time is to just do what I do and share what I have at a level that could change people's lives. That's my goal. So that's my training on a daily basis, how to be good at that, how to learn how to do that, how to disseminate that information. So anyway, in closing, that's a, you know, that is a great, great story for this. Yeah. And I just want to give a practical application to everybody before we sign off. And, and that's to say that, if you're looking for, I mean, obviously, I, we're not trying to uh, push you into our coaching program, uh, but I, I, obviously, we all need coaches, whether we want to admit it or not. But practical application, how you can get this done, uh, easiest way is obviously, you know, hire a coach. <laughs> but um, what you, if you want to do it hands off uh, or hands on yourself, is that. Uh, what I would suggest is then take a look at the evolution cycle of your school, decide, you know, what it is that you want to communicate with them, number one. Obviously, when they first start, you want them to get to that next belt level, so how do you want to speak to them? How should you speak to them to get them to motivate to there and then, you know, consequently all the way to the other belt levels? If you have a uh, upgrade program or upgrade programs, how do you preframe them to be encouraged to want to get into those programs and buy into those, uh, you know, see, see the, why it's necessary to buy into those programs. And when things happen in your school, investigate them to not just solve them, like, okay, I'll just, I'll fix the window. But, the, you know, the question needs to be, okay, I fixed the window, but now I need to find out why did the window break in the first place? 
and then implement things that help to stop those broken windows. I believe a lot of times we just fix the window, um, and we, you know, so we, we fix the surface problem, but we don't actually delve in and find out what, why that was actually happening. And, and so I guess in closing, you need to ask yourself maybe why a little bit more often, um, even though you don't think you have time uh, as a school owner, you do need to ask that question. Allie, I appreciate you and uh, everything. And I love that Tommy story. That just, that's why I thought it was so important. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, great talking to you. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and uh, I look forward to uh, you sharing what we have with others, and be on the lookout for a few cool things Dwayne and I are going to be releasing soon, and, uh, and you know, keep an eye out for that. But um, anyway, it's just great talking to everybody. Thanks again, Dwayne, and, and I appreciate everybody out there.